Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Confessions of an Actress. This is your host, Meredith Patterson, and this is Wellness Wednesday. I am bringing us back to this podcast with a Wellness Wednesday because I have had, over the past two weeks, one of my biggest wellness challenges of the year, which is being diagnosed with the coronavirus. Yes, I got it, and I did everything right, meaning... I wore masks everywhere. I socially distanced. I didn't attend any super spreader events. And I did everything that I was supposed to do because I have respect for this virus. I have respect for the people who have contracted it and for the people who have died in this world, not just this country. So today's Wellness Wednesday is going to be talking about my diagnosis of the coronavirus and and how it was for me to recover and what I did. But I also cannot not talk about the nature of this country regarding the coronavirus and our lack of leadership regarding the coronavirus. The way that masks have been made political. You know, I haven't been on this podcast since the summer. And um, it's amazing that we're still here. And it's actually about to get worse because we are all going indoors. And we also have a leader in this country, and I use that word very, very lightly, a leader with quotes around it in this country who has also contracted the coronavirus but dismissed it and has disrespected the over 200,000 people, 220,000 people who have died and their families. So I'm going to talk about that first because that is the first thing on my mind right now in in having recovered from the coronavirus. So let's get into it. I was diagnosed with the coronavirus on October 7th, uh, which is my wedding anniversary. So that was my my gift from the universe. And it was not a good one. Um, prior to that, I had started feeling a little bad. And by little bad, I meant, you know, like a little rundown. My husband and I have just moved from Los Angeles to Montana permanently. We are here now. And that is a big, big, stressful thing to do with two young kids. And we did a stellar job of dealing with it. But, you know, after you do a move like that and you come to relax a little bit, a lot of times your body is going to get sick. But I haven't been sick all year long. As most of us, that's kind of a good side effect of this pandemic is that we've all been taking more, um, we've been, we've had more precautions about our, our health and wellness. So a lot of people haven't been getting colds and I'm one of them. So I started feeling a little rundown and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna give myself a break. Um, I started feeling fatigue. I started feeling a little bit of a headache. Um, I just started not feeling like myself. So being in the land that we're in, I I stayed in my bedroom away from, you know, the rest of my family, but we're in a, you know, we're in close proximity. We all live in the same place. So my husband and my two kids were uh, not around me because I kind of stayed in my room for a couple days. But I knew something was up and I didn't know it because I felt any different than any other cold. In fact, my my cold symptoms were very mild. I just knew that I should possibly get checked out. 
So here in Montana, um, I knew that there was a little bit of a spike, even though there's very few people here um, in terms of like in comparison to Los Angeles, there had been a little bit of a spike of the coronavirus because um, there had been a lot of tourists that had come in. And although I had been, you know, I went to uh, the store, I had been out and about prior to feeling bad. Um, I know that the incubation period is 14 days. So I was thinking back to where was I 14 days ago? What did I do? You know, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of getting tested, the testing here is a lot easier in terms of the amount of people that, that, you know, that are here. So I was like, you know what? I'm feeling okay. I'm going to drive myself and get myself tested uh, on Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. I think it was Monday. So I went to go get myself tested for the coronavirus and I'd already been tested. If you remember, if you've listened to this podcast, so I'd already had the experience of getting that thing stuck up my nose and how that feels. And it was not too bad. It just made my eyes water and my nose run a little bit, but I had been having symptoms. So when they tested me, they asked if I'd been having symptoms, how I'd been feeling, Um, And I really honestly just was doing it as a precaution. I didn't really think that I was going to get it. I didn't really think that I had it because I had done everything that I was supposed to do. I have been super, um, super smart about it. I've been listening to Fauci because let me tell you, he's a genius and he is the leading expert in the country on infectious disease. So anytime he talks, I have a huge respect for him and what he says to do. So I have been doing And my family has been doing all of those things. We have been, um, if we've hung out with anyone, it's been within six to 12 feet apart, masks off, outside. And that was only people that we knew who have also been very safe. Um, I in no way, shape or form have been inside with a big crowd of people. You know, I've, I've watched the you know, the, the super spreader event at the Rose Garden. And I knew that the president and a lot of people at that event had been uh, diagnosed with the coronavirus. And I thought, well, that's really dumb that they did that and they should know better. But guess what? You get what you ask for. You get what you expose yourself to. And little did I know, it still got me because I got my test results back. I paid $200 to get an expedited test. Now, talk about that's a whole nother subject about how insanely expensive it is to get your coronavirus test and to get it within two days time because I didn't want to wait five to seven business days to get back my test if I was positive because I was I got that test back and I got a call from the public health nurse who calls you it's basically the public health organization and they call you and say you have a positive test. And I have to say, I'd been waiting, waiting for this test. I hadn't felt any worse. Um, I felt like a, like I had a mild cold. I never lost my sense of smell. I never lost my sense of taste. I lost my appetite pretty much completely. I had a lot of fatigue. And this is not the kind of fatigue that, you know, if you're a new mom or you felt like, you know, dancing eight shows a week, that kind of fatigue. This fatigue was something that I hadn't really felt before. So I thought this may be it, but I really didn't think I was going to get that positive phone call. So when I did, you know, my oldest son was asleep. 
my youngest son was next to me on the couch. And I immediately was in shock. And I went into the bedroom and told my husband that I, I had it. And he immediately got a phone call from the public health nurse as well because um, I, I can't remember. I, I gave him my number, whatever. I went into the bathroom and had a full-blown meltdown. I cried for about 30 minutes. And like not, not little cry, like heaving, emotional outburst crying and I realized I was crying for all of the people who have gotten this phone call I was crying for all of this the stress and the worry that I have felt for myself and my family and my my anxiety of getting this and trying not to get it and I was crying for all the people who get it and get you know such terrible, scary symptoms. I was crying for all the people who had died. I was crying because I was scared because I wasn't sure what was going to happen to me. And I just cried and got it all out because I know that I needed to. And I was really scared. And I was rightfully scared because I didn't know because people get this who are perfectly healthy um, like my husband's friend, Nick Cordero, who's a Broadway star who was younger than me and got it and got hospitalized for over 90 days and died. So I know that this is not just about people who have underlining conditions. I know that this is not a, a virus to fuck with. You don't mess around with it because you don't know how it's going to affect your body. There are so many things they don't know that I was crying because I was so scared that there was something about me who is very healthy, who take I take care of myself, I exercise, I'm not overweight, I have no underlining conditions, but I still have a respect for this thing because I didn't know how I was gonna get it, how it was going to affect me. And every day was a gift. And I have thought that anyway, and I have thought that even more now but it gets worse guys because even though i had it i knew i was around my husband i knew that either he gave it to me or i gave it to him he started feeling bad the day after i started feeling bad so he's he was what they call a presumptive positive even though he didn't go get tested the nurse said i'm going to presume him positive because he has symptoms too now his symptoms were the same as mine but he lost his sense of smell and his fatigue was not as bad as mine and he never got the dry cough that I got. I got this dry cough that felt like a tightness in my chest, but like I said, not anything that was severe. But then, of course, uh, the public health nurse checks in with you and asked if there was anyone else in the household and I said, of course, we have children. So have they been exposed to the virus? Yes, because they're small children and they're with us and we can't isolate ourselves from them because we have to take care of them. So in taking care of them, we gave them the coronavirus. But my older son, when they they went and got tested, because yes, they do test kids for the coronavirus. So if you didn't know that, they do. And excuse me, I still have a little bit of phlegm happening Uh, in my upper respiratory system. So if you hear me, my voice is not completely back. 
But we went and got our our kids tested. And that, of course, is nerve-wracking because they hear everything that's going on. They know what the coronavirus is. They're five and eight years old, but they know and they're processing it in their own way. They're not in school. They're in this, you know, virtual school and all of that. So they're scared. But we, as parents, need to help them understand what's happening, but not make them fearful. Make them fearful in a respectful way to respect any virus that you get, um, but not to be so scared that they're panicked. So we got them tested and my youngest, my five-year-old had symptoms. He had a fever. Um, Oh, and I had a fever too. And my husband had a fever, but it never went above 101, which is, you know, a significant fever, but not bad. But um, my youngest had symptoms. My oldest never did, but they both tested positive for COVID. So to get that phone call and not know how coronavirus is gonna affect them was also scary. So we all had it and we all had to quarantine for 10 days, but we had to quarantine for 10 days on the onset of symptoms. So it wasn't just 10, it was around two weeks, a little over that because we all had developed it at different times. So we didn't know if we were still contagious. And that's really what it was because when we got to the, you know, we where we started not having symptoms anymore, we were still contagious, so we didn't go out. We had all of our groceries ordered in. We went out um, just for walks, but we live in Montana, so we're you know in nature and we're away from people. And there's this beautiful mountain air. But we um, we did all the right things in getting a positive COVID test. We called everybody we had been in in personal contact with over the past two weeks. We tried to figure out what the contact tracing was, where we might have gotten it. We are not really sure. And that's the truth. We did not go into any big event. Um, We did not go into any contact with anyone who had it. But we might have gotten it from our kids because kids can spread it and be asymptomatic. Like my oldest son was asymptomatic. He never had symptoms. So I say all of this and I bring you through the journey of what it was like to be diagnosed and then to quarantine and then to get the phone call from the public health nurse that we were released from quarantine. And she called and said, you know, midnight tonight, you are released from quarantine. And I had this vision of me running outside at midnight, just I can go outside and I'm not contagious. But the truth is in all of our humor and all of our gratitude of not having massive symptoms, and anything that was really scary and we did not have to go to the hospital. We have such a respect for those people who have had to go through that that anxiety and that pain because that is not anything that you ever want to experience. And you don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna experience that or not. You really don't. It's like playing Russian roulette with your health. It really is. And While I was going through being quarantined and going through um, getting better, I watched our leader of our country and his family get diagnosed with it. 
and him go to the hospital and me thinking, oh my God, he's finally going to get it. He's finally going to have a respect for this virus. He's finally going to come out of it and tell people to wear masks and and tell people that they need to take care of themselves. We're going to have a national mandate. We're going to have a plan for this country because he's going to finally get it. Not get the coronavirus. He's going to finally understand how to lead in a pandemic. And the fucking opposite happened. He disrespected all of the people who have gotten it and have died and their families by telling everybody, it's not a big deal. It's not really that big of a deal. Don't let it dictate your life. And got on that goddamn balcony and ripped off his mask like he was some kind of dictator thinking that he's won. And I have to tell you, to all the people who have had, it makes me emotional thinking about it, to all the people who have had their family members go to the hospital and have to FaceTime while they died, I am sorry. I am sorry that we have a president who treats you and your family like you don't matter. Like, like he can't wait for this pandemic to be over. And his lies saying that we are that we are almost done when we are about to spike again because he cannot fucking get it. And yeah, I apologize for my language, but I have nothing else I can say but fuck Trump. I had COVID and I have more respect for that virus and the people who have died than he does. And I know it. And you do too. And anyone who supports him and is going out and voting for him, fuck you. I don't give a shit that you listen to my podcast or not. I honestly am telling you, history will show, fuck you. You are supporting someone who is as bad as Hitler. He is killing hundreds of thousands of people. And yeah, he's not burning them in an oven, but he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. That's why he's out. That's why he's out doing all of these rallies and all these poor people are believing him and following him and not wearing masks. And they're going to get it. And a lot of them are going to die. A lot of them are going to die because he cannot fucking stand up and tell people to take care of themselves and wear a mask and listen to the leading experts like Fauci in this country. He doesn't even give a shit about his own fucking wife and kids. So I'm, this has taken a political turn. Yes, this is a Wellness Wednesday, but this has taken a political turn because I have not been on this podcast and I have not been able to talk about this because there's so much to say. But today, of all days, I heard so many things that this, this person, and I don't call him a president because he's not. I I hold more respect for that office than to give him that title. Even though he does have it, I know he does. He's not my president at all. He is a disgrace to this country. He is a disgrace to the families who have lost their loved ones, who will go through this holiday season with a table, sorry, with a chair empty at their table because of this virus. And I'll say one more thing, guys. February 7th, that phone call that Trump had where he knew this shit was deadly and he did fucking nothing. He did nothing. 
So all of you people who think that he is he has helped this country, he has done so well. I have 20 fucking examples of the opposite and you cannot tell me different because it's his voice on the phone saying this is a deadly virus. But yet he didn't say anything until fucking mid-March. He kept actually saying it was going to go away. Remember that? How can you forget all of that and then and then write in his his little bubble? Let's let's vote for him again. Let's let him let, let's let him kill more people in this country. You guys, I could go on and on and on, but this is supposed to be a Wellness Wednesday. This is supposed to be about body, mind, and spirit wellness. And the truth is, is my wellness counts on him being out of this fucking country. Out of this, out of our place of leadership. We need someone else. And do I think Biden is perfect? No, nobody's perfect. You're not perfect, neither am I. We've all made mistakes, big mistakes, but not like this. Not like Trump. His mistakes are epic epically huge and dire and deadly. Okay. I'm going to get off my high horse because I would like to end this with something positive. You guys know that I do that. And I'm, wow. I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting to go off like that, but I had to. I honestly, I don't really have notes for this episode. I just kind of came on because I knew that I'm starting this this podcast again. Um, I don't want to say season three, but I'm starting up another season. And I got a lot to say, obviously, having gone through coronavirus. And I'm going to get to my tips for this Wellness Wednesday, which is how, how and what was I told by the public health nurse um, how to take care of myself with the coronavirus. So I have to say, Kudos to them for telling me um, not just to rest, but really giving me uh, advice on what to take as food and vitamins, because I really don't hear enough of that when I talk to healthcare professionals. And I'm not saying everybody, I'm saying that a lot of times when somebody is sick, they don't give you specifics of what you should eat and how you should take care of yourself um, food-wise. So I'm going to let you guys know what I did and what I was told. So the one thing that I was told was to drink a lot of water, which I did. Um, I was told to take anti-inflammatory uh, foods. So things, and this is very easy to do. You can Google anti-inflammatory foods. So uh, green tea, turmeric, ginger. Um, there's a lot of things that you can, you know, lemon. You can. There's a lot of things you can do. There's actually a really um, a great uh, medjool date, uh, ginger, turmeric, um, hot kind of tea that you can make that can help you. Um, my, I, I made myself my usual, uh, incredibly powerful, um, garlic, onion, celery, kind of like a chicken noodle soup, but then I blended it. Uh, and I sipped on that because I had no appetite, but I knew that I needed to give myself a lot of, um, you know, 
uh, virus fighting foods like garlic and onion and, and, and celery and vegetables. Uh, the public health nurse told me to, to, um, eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, not anything processed. So this is generally how we're supposed to eat because our body knows how to fight off viruses. Now, I'm not saying that, that this is a virus like any other virus because it's not and I have a huge respect for it and I'm not saying that you can just treat it like any kind of virus that you have but you want to combat it as much as you can with food and, vi- and vitamins so one of the other things that I was told to drink is tonic water because there's something called chlorine or chloride and I'm saying that wrong but there's something in tonic water not sparkling water tonic water specifically that has some kind of um, chloride, I'm saying it wrong, chlorine something, not quarantine is what I called it, but it has an ingredient in it that helps to fight uh, the virus. Um, Another thing that I was told to take is D vitamins, Um, and I'm not exactly sure why, but D vitamins and zinc. So we took all of that every day and drank a lot of water. Um, in fact, I'm reminding myself I have to drink more. And we rested. We didn't do a lot. We did hardly anything. I slept. I took like three naps a day. And I'm lucky that I was able to do that because I have an incredible husband. And we switched off uh, while we were having these symptoms. But all of that advice, um, and I'm going to put them in the show notes as well, all the things that we did to combat the virus you know, and I, I meditated. I honestly took I took some deep breaths and tried to expand my lungs and tried to help with the tightness. And I, I meditated mentally to tell my body to heal. And I got um, I got better within a week, you guys. And I'm very um, very very grateful that I was able to do that. Not everybody is able to do that, and I'm not saying that um, even if you do all the things I said you still might not recover that fast. And I don't know what the long-term effects are of this. Um, I'm very weak. I have not exercised in, a, in about a month. And I know that I have to try to get back exercising, which is gonna take a little bit to do that. And I'm gonna give myself time. I'm gonna give myself um, the time I need to take care of myself. And I'm going to leave this episode with that advice, you guys. Please take care of yourselves, body, mind, and spirit. This is an extremely unprecedented time. I've said that before. Nobody knows the effects of this. We have a lot of stress financially, mentally, physically, and spiritually, really. And I think we... We all need to take care of ourselves. We need to stop fighting. Um, We need to stop this division that we have as a country and as people. Because I believe deep down we all want the same thing. There are a few extremists out there who are Trump supporters who hate, who incite hate and racism. And I'm not talking about those people because honestly, fuck them. I'm talking about most of us want the same things. We want our family to be taken care of. We want to be taken care of. We want um, 
good to prevail. And we want this country unified. And I really do think that Trump is not the person to bring us to that place because he's not that way. He is quite possibly one of the most um, arrogant and narcissistic sociopathic people that I've ever experienced. And he's not really good at what he does in any in any regard. And you can fight me on that. I don't give a shit. Write me in at the show. Have fun. Because I will I, I know a lot of facts about him. And he is not even a good person. He is, you know, an adulterer. He's a sexual offender. He's been married three times. You know, he doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. And he is not the person to lead us into into being a unified United States of America again. I know I said I was going to stop talking about him, but I'm not talking about him because I'm I'm in any way obsessed with him. I just want him out of our country and I want him out of our leadership position. I want him to go off and do whatever the fuck he does with his life, but I want him out of trying to be a leader in this country that I love so much because this country has a lot of healing to do and he's not the person to bring us into that place. So here we go. We have, um, we have a lot of healing to do you guys on this wellness Wednesday. I hope I've given you some, some things to think about. I hope I've given you some tips to help. I hope that if you are feeling bad, you get a test and you take care of yourself. And I hope that this, you know, fall season into winter is not, is not going to kill thousands of people. But unfortunately, I, I don't think that that's up to me. I think everybody who is just disregarding their health and their safety and believing science, I, I there's nothing I can do. Um, other than say, listen to the scientists and take care of yourself because yes, there may be a percentage of people who can recover, but you don't know if you're that person. And that's the truth. You don't. And if you keep making mistakes and putting yourself in vulnerable situations, you're going to give it to yourself or someone you love. And unfortunately, the Trump supporters, that's the only way that they kind of get it. But I still don't think they're going to get it because he didn't. And it's sad. So on a good note, you guys, I'm sending you bliss. I'm sending you love. I'm sending you health. I'm sending you um, so much goodness because that's all I can do. And welcome back to Confessions of an Actress podcast to Wellness Wednesdays. Um, thank you for being a listener and thank you for supporting me. And if you don't support me, that's fine. I don't really care. Um, I speak my mind on this podcast because it's my podcast and that's what I do. And I live in one of the greatest countries in the world where I can express myself. And if there's anything that you don't agree with within this episode, that's your right. As it's my right to speak my mind. So um, I'm going to keep doing that. And thank you again for listening and take care of yourself.